0: And welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rihanna.
1: And I'm Connie. And today we're here with Danny and Q. So guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you deal when the shit gets real.
2: All right. So I'm Q. Uh, This is Danny. Uh, We've been together about two years. Uh, We'll be celebrating two years in February. Uh, So how we handle how we handle shit when it gets real is that we, we communicate the best way we can. We're here out in Arlington, Texas uh, enjoying this Texas weather. It's very cool fall time. So it's great. So, uh, yeah, and that's a little bit about us. We got four kids combined as a blended family. I have a boy and a girl. She has two boys. Our age ranges between 12 and five years of age, 12, nine, seven, and five. I mean, 13, nine, seven, and five.
1: Oh, that's rough. Yeah. How does the only girl handle it? Because I kind of liked being an only girl.
2: She the boss. She handles it. Like- yeah. Oh. The
1: because yeah. there's no hand-me-downs. You get what you want because you're the only girl. <laughs> I was so mad when I got a stepsister. I was like, <laughs> oh. Stop stealing my curling iron. <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh, Car! She handles it so well. She is the boss of these boys, and oh, they I love it. will like. She will tell them, "Nope, don't. Mm-mm, I don't think so." Like she has no problem yeah.
1: handling her own. Oh my like, god, I love she's, it. So tell them what's up and where to go and what to do.
0: Absolutely, okay. and yeah. what
1: not. Bring me a <laughs> smoothie, sir. <laughs>
0: she and she then our family the the is like she- the opposite. Um, my, our parents or my my mom and her mom are sisters and they're all girls and there's one boy so they're the total opposite
1: and then if you ask the one boy our uncle he'd be like oh no poor's me oh, <laughs> is he the only boy and they're like oh please Right down. He should have the secrets of living with women. <laughs> <laughs> it should be really easy for him exactly. to get along with women.
2: Good, huh? For sure.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: Especially yeah, since happy.
1: he didn't
0: have to like, he didn't have to share a room. He didn't have to get hand-me-downs. You no, know, there was three girls in one room in their family. So he has no reason to complain. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. He got the easy, easy
0: Uh, route obviously before you guys became a blended family you both had to go to go through a not so fun divorce so whoever wants to start what kind of emotions did you go through with that how did you know it was time and just anything you want to share that might be helpful to people
2: Uh, so for me it was it was a long time coming Um, so that process was in the process years prior stopped it and tried to make it work. That's how Carly got here. We reconciled, went to counseling. And uh, and then later on, it, it still was at that point where it was just like, you know what, this just isn't working in reference to our communication. That was our downfall with our communication. And so uh, it was bittersweet when it happened. And so it got real once the house was quiet. And there was nobody there. And that's when I realized, you know, my family's gone, you know. So it was bittersweet, but, you know, it was it was well needed. We had our conversations with our kids at the time. And although he understood, we didn't have it with the little one. We didn't have it with Carly, but we had it with Carter. But, and he understood it. Uh, his biggest concern was the loneliness between her and I in reference to, Dad, you're going to be by yourself. And I Aww. was like, no, I can come get you anytime. And Aww. so he was just like, what oh, you, sweetie, you, come, you gonna come get me? And I was like, "Yeah, anytime you want me to come get you, I'll come get you." And he was like, "Okay, well then, if you if you can come get me, that means you're not gonna be by yourself, and that's fine."
3: How old um, was he at so the time?
2: He was seven.
1: That's really mature for a seven year old. Yeah, no kidding.
2: He, 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 was seven. he was he was seven, and he took it he took it well at in the moment. I mean, he's one that kind of you you'll never know he's down type situation because he. He'll keep a smile on his face and he'll keep pressing and he'll keep pushing, you know, through it. And then it's just a one-on-one conversation when we kind of yeah, just, just, I mean, we 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 rushed. We were kind of, we were kind of pushed to some marriage. We had a plan and that plan got destroyed uh by others, not in my family, but others uh at, at a church that we attended and they were pushing and pushing us. So we recognized that we got married way too fast and uh and so but we're, we're good friends now so we have a great co-parenting situation nice. and so That's no good. love lost there so it's all good there. yeah and for me
3: i um i got married young i got married a few years after high school and married my high school sweetheart at the time, and we were married for about eight and a half years. And uh, unfortunately, our situation ended due to infidelity. And um, just because of that happening a- several times i know you asked you know at what point did you have to say enough was enough and for me after it happened several times i had to just look inwardly and be like you know i have to choose you need this something. is not stopping yeah. so exactly, exactly. like no. at some point you have to you have to choose i was like i know that i love him but at what point do i love me and you know when do i say enough is enough and for me, unfortunately, I had to say enough was enough after so many times of it happening. And it was hard, of course, breaking the news to our, our oldest at the time, which he was also seven, ironically, when <laughs> we got, when my ex and I got divorced and our youngest at the time was only one. So like you, we didn't have a conversation with the youngest, just the oldest and it was it was very difficult, very difficult conversation to have to a seven year old and then having to realize that their whole life is being turned upside down. But, yeah. you know, it was worth it. There's growth that comes out of it. And, you know, now new mm-hmm. relationships, new experiences. And I couldn't be happier. Healthy experiences.
0: I <laughs> like that he's like wait are you talking about me
2: <laughs>
0: no you're just sitting next to me to look pretty that's the only reason you're there Q. that's the only
2: reason Hey, well, I, I, i'll be the dime piece
1: <laughs> <laughs> now did your seven-year-old uh take it like a champ like his he i thought he did for many years i thought he did But he actually,
3: he is sneaky. He bottled it up and he actually didn't talk about his feelings for a very long time. It wasn't until literally not even more than a year, six to eight months ago. He finally, and I've been divorced now for five years and he's just now saying how he's, it truly made him feel back then. And um, that was difficult to have to hear the, the pain and the hurt come from his voice. You know, it's just, yeah.
1: And so far after the fact, like you'd be able to deal with it a little bit better if it was back then and you could address it immediately. But now it's like, there's nothing like, it's so past tense. How do I deal with it?
3: You're, you're spot on. It was very difficult because you are under the impression that they're past it or that they've they've made amends with it and they've healed from it and they're growing like you're growing and you're healing from it. But no, it's not the same for kids, at least not for for our oldest at the time. And it was it was very difficult transition. But he's doing so much better now. He's really learned how to how to accept new people in his life Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I realized I uh for my art my family's divorce I realized I just hid my pain over sarcasm Mm I was like yeah well you know it's fine (laughs) yes
2: our nine-year-old he 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 has his moments and so they and the good thing about it is that they they kind of tended to each other with that situation they were able to the oldest was able to talk to my oldest and you know they they have that piece to share yeah. in life together you know every now and then like my son he'll have he he had a moment at school and you know it's you know we 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 didn't know he was gonna have a moment it just hit him you know and so it's we 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 can you can have as many conversations I think as you want with your child in the transition after the transition but you just truly never know because you never know when it's going to hit yeah. you know what I mean when yeah. it, it could be something that they see on tv that it could be something that they see your friends doing with their mom and their dad and they see the, the biological mom and dad and then they know like oh man I used to have that now mm-hmm. I don't have it anymore you know what I mean so we just yeah. try to make sure we check we we try to do we try to do pulse checks and heart checks with them to kind of see where they are the youngest i mean the two youngest one are fine like they're more accustomed to it because they grew
3: up you know they're they're growing up in that lifestyle whereas The oldest, they're used to being under the same roof with mom mom and dad. They know what that's like. They know what it feels like. And then to have to split their time between two people that they love more conditionally than anybody else, unconditionally than anybody else, like, it's just hard. It's a hard transition. And so it's constant, I think, for us as adults and as parents. We always just assume, like, as we grow, they're growing too. And um, it's just very different for kids and how they evolve and how they process those things. And so it's literally an ongoing process and healing process it never really stops and I think as long as you recognize that as parents that it never stops that you always need to be there to support them give them ways to feel like they're in control of the situation of of a situation that's so far out of their control you know when when I went through a divorce I gave my son options of like hey do you want me to change my last name to go back to my, my maiden name? Or do you want me to keep my name? You know, I know there's certain things that when your kids go through a divorce, they have no control over. They're losing everything. And so yeah. some things are try to give them some control. Like you do have a say to some degree. That's the only reason why I have the last name I do is because my son wanted that Any way I can
1: make them happy as much as possible. I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah. You want to oh, So here's a, tr- oh, here's a tricky question for you guys. Does your, Ex partner ever like undermine you? Because I remember my dad. Like I know Danny's answer to this all question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we can see their faces. You guys, want to talk about that? Yeah, they. they
2: like, they how, have, what do you guys
1: do when they do
2: that? So when my ex wife she tries to undermine me, it's don't charge it to my head on this. Charge it to my head, not my heart on this one. But I have to. I have to check her sometimes, and like I have to bring her back to like, hey. You know, we're not gonna do that. We're not doing that today. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, we we this is you. You better than that. We bigger than that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we've grown from that. Let's let's look at it from a different perspective. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to argue, and I just put it blame to you. Like I hear you. I understand what you're saying, but I'm not gonna argue with you. So here's the situation. We not we not gonna do that. I mean, we've had we've had situations where we've had to just we've had to have long drawn out talks you know, with each other and she would start the conversation off like fire and I I would listen and then I would, and then I would, I would clap back. It's almost like the Kevin Hart, you've seen Kevin Hart, uh, yep. what now? And he's like, are you done? Are you done? <laughs> and then I'll, I'll wait till I get my moment. Are you done? Because now I'm about to bring it back to you. And, and I've had to do that sometimes. And it, she has a better understanding now of where I am, where our relationship is you know what i mean and now for now moving forward you know it's a lot more respect toward toward the relationship than it was in the beginning she that's good she didn't know if if this was serious or or this was just i was passing time and now that she knows how real it is she she gives on that 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 level of respect so good that's
1: good okay how about you danny (laughs)
3: I have, my situation is a struggle from time to time. My You're dynamic, being so
1: nice. <laughs>
3: <struggle>. My dynamic, <laughs> my dynamic with my ex-husband is definitely not as civil as his is with his. Um, we just don't always see eye to eye. And many times for us, it's best if we just keep it strictly regarding the kids. Mm-hmm. Um We, it's just, we don't always see eye to eye. And because of that, we both can be very high, strong, him and I, and we're both trying to just get our point across. Sometimes just different motives of like what we feel is important. And whenever it's just, it's kind of weird because when we were together, it felt like we were in line with a lot of decisions when it came to the kids. And then now we're on a different path and we have different expectations, different, just our, our, Our lives are different, and so we view things differently, and our priorities are different, and so we clash often, and um, we're still trying to learn how to be good co-parents with one another and for one another to make it easier for the kids, but definitely, I heard your question earlier, Connie, when you are asking, you know, do you feel undermined? Oh, of course. Many, many, many times that sometimes I'll be like, no, don't do this because for whatever reason, and then the kids come back and they're like, oh, well, dad said too bad. Exactly. <laughs>
1: too bad you're with me,
3: not your dad. Right? So for Would instance, you- we have a 13 year old and he of course is talking about driving now. Well, mom says no. Because you're not ready. And dad says, Oh, yeah, as long as you get shays all year, I'll get you a car.
1: Yeah, that's not happening. whoa, a mm-hmm. car at 13. Not Back happening. Not talk happening.
3: <laughs> a-
0: talk so. about um two total opposite ends of the playing field. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Yeah. And-
3: so it's definitely growing pains for sure. So not does only- it come
1: down to like, okay, well, when you're with dad, whatever, but when, when you're with me, you follow my rules basically?
3: In certain, with certain things, yes. Um, for the most part, yes. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we I can't make rules in somebody else's household, you know? So, right. and at the end of the day, I, I try to, we try to teach the kids, like you're going to respect your parent no matter what household you're under. So first and foremost, we'll always promote that and um so at the end of the day when they're under their dad's roof i just expect for them to be obedient to him and his rules and then same thing vice versa here i don't personally have to agree with it if it's something i feel like is jeopardizing their livelihood i'll speak up but if it's something that i just like okay whatever i can't fight that fight like i'm just gonna leave it alone
1: that makes yeah. sense because then you'd be fighting forever and not enjoying Absolutely. Life. Absolutely.
3: And then eventually it, it trickles into the kids being made aware of situations. And I don't, we that's one thing Q and I are absolutely like at, on strong about, like we don't want the kids involved in our squabbles.
0: No, yeah. definitely not. So what have been some of the hardest challenges about blending your family?
2: For me, it was the kids part. just, Getting them to learn and to learn to cohabitate together, yeah. learn to, to like, like each, each other. other. You know, it's <laughs> new. Yeah, yeah it's first to like first each first other to, like to each even other. get
3: to the part to so love each other. Yeah,
2: because you got two, yeah. you got two big brothers that are coming together, and one is going, one is coming, is leaving, being a big brother <laughs> to now being up under a big brother, having a big brother. So Carter's mm-hmm. been big brother for it since he's been born, he's been, the, he's, he was the only child for five years. And then here comes his little sister. Right. And so he's been, his big, he's been big brother for two years straight and that's all he's known. And now he's coming into a situation where oh, I'm not big brother anymore. I have somebody I can look up to, which he, he looks forward to that. He, he loves that. So, cause he adores CJ, right? So he, CJ got locks. Carter got locks. <laughs> CJ took his locks out. Carter took his locks out. Mm-hmm. You know, CJ wears clothes like this. Carter gonna wear his clothes like. He, he, <laughs> Danny, he, didn't you he say too
0: the eyebrow? And, Wasn't yeah. the eyebrow
2: the other he thing? The yeah, the eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, he had the eyebrow. Shoot, every everything like football, every everything. So, I mean, he Carter took it on like, okay, I got a big brother now because he, you gotta imagine, he's the only boy. She's the only girl, so he didn't have. It was just him and me all the time and when I wasn't there it was him and his mom but his mom don't play the game with him like that she don't know how to play sister can't definitely can't play so finding somebody to go outside play football with play the mm-hmm. game with he he took that on you know and he that's he awesome. didn't mind stepping back and just you know um and so but we, he also had to understand that he still was he still had to play the role of big brother because there's two there's two other children younger ones you know what I mean? That look up. There's gonna now look up to him. His sister already does, and now little Carter's gonna look up to him too, as as that piece. And so, and then just getting CJ on board to say, now you're the big brother of three siblings, not just not just one, and you got one that really looks up to you. Now Carter is is a bundle of energy. You talk about red bull gives you wings. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, he wakes up. With those wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up with those wings.
2: Like he wakes up hype. He is lit twenty four seven. Yeah. 24/7 <laughs> oh my god. And so just and sometimes that could be and and Carter is a kid that is he's lovable so he's touchy touchy feely feely he wants to hug on you you know and all Aww. that and, and everybody's not that way yeah. and, you know and so it's an yeah. adjustment. To yeah. just get, you know,
3: Cj actually specifically like I think the hardest coming together as a blended family I think it was the hardest for both like he was saying for both of the oldest so CJ and Carter and just for a disclaimer read I know you know but we've got two Carters so I know that can get a <laughs> we have two Carters his oldest was named Carter and then my youngest is named Carter so coming what? together we're like how are we gonna do this but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the two oldest ones CJ and Carter they did um they there was some struggle there for sure and CJ is the total opposite he is not touchy-feely even when he was like an infant I could not hold him without him being like nah mama put me down so uh, (laughs) like all the touchy-feely cuddling stuff he's not for that so whenever we started bringing the family together and Carter's coming over here with this you know bundle of energy and want to just hug and love and show all of his you know mushy affection and and CJ's like uh no get off me don't touch me (laughs) get away (laughs) Mm -hmm. us trying to constantly try to um, create that culture that we're trying to have for our family and getting the kids on board and getting them bought in and seeing each other as like you said like being able to like each other first just so you can get to the point to where you're like okay I love you okay you're my brother you're my sister even though we may not it might be you know may not be blood but still you know you view each other as that and we've been able to like the kids have been able to get to that at this point and we talk about it every now and then like man these kids have really come far from where we started because it was a struggle it was a struggle struggle. and I will say it it did put a little bit of a strain a little bit on our relationship too just seeing the relationship of our kids and seeing like when CJ's like no and Carter's like oh like he's hurt of course it hurts the parent And nobody wants to see their go through that. So that was a little bit of a strain for our relationship as well, but communicating with each other, communicating with the kids, setting expectations, recorrecting, they see something that's done wrong or whatever, that's not in love with the children. And it's just really helped. Yeah.
1: So do you guys remember a turning point? Was there ever a day where like, it's gotten better now? You know what I mean? Do you ever remember like an instant where it's, I see this getting better?
3: i mean it's been a gradual thing but honestly i think for me when i started i didn't notice it right away but i would think what what made the change is when cj finally did admit to how he was struggling with accepting new people in his life and and he was like although i know that like he, Mr. Q, like before he started transitioning to call him dad, you know, Mr. Q, I know he's the great, he's, he's perfect for you. I know he was exactly what you prayed for. Like, he brought back things that I told him years ago like, God's gonna bring this type of man to me. He's gonna love me this type of way. And he's gonna do Aww. this. He's gonna love you guys as his like own. And here comes here comes my my man. And, and fitting, all, feeling, fitting all those things and CJ recognizing that but realizing it's still hard for him to accept him into his life in the position he's coming in. And I think after he finally admitted that and got that off of his chest. It became easier. It became easier. And he started not only accepting him more and more, but also the kids. And I think for me, that's when I started noticing it.
2: I think for me, it was we started having family nights more often. It was like you, y'all, y'all gotta figure it out because y'all on teams. Y'all gotta figure this thing out, uh, and I think that was the piece. But I think once once sports got involved, once they started playing football, I think that's where that that because like, they had that, that common that was, ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that that's the common the ground. But I think more I think more or less when CJ was when CJ was out of the out of the sport for mm-hmm. when school was over and Carter was still playing. And we would we would travel to go see him play. It was it was that piece uh, that where he kind of got to see it, and they would come back and they would talk about what CJ would talk about what he saw, how to get better at this, how to get better at that, and that and that bond just began to to just grow. And and it was, and then when Carter was struggling with in school, and CJ was like, man, let me help you. Mm -hmm. Like that, that touched my heart. I was like. And that was out of nowhere, and yeah. we was like, "Hey, I'm gonna help you with this every day." And he he stuck to his word, and he helped them. That's every awesome. Day. I think that the more than they communicated, and they realized, okay, well, this dude ain't going nowhere. And neither <laughs> of his kids and <laughs> I, my kids was like, "Okay, we ain't going nowhere." So I guess this is the new yeah. norm for us. So let's yeah, make the best let's get of used this. to it. So, yeah,
0: you guys, guys are doing a mean. great
1: job.
3: Yes, tell me about it. It can really bring some people together and (laughs) they really are enjoying it. Not even just playing the sports, but even just sitting in the living room watching it it. together. Turn on YouTube and
0: watch. Even my son, granted we're not a blooded family, but you know, he's an only kid. We just moved 5,000 miles away. As soon as we got him into soccer and he had some teammates, he started coming back around. He was like, okay, this isn't so bad. I've got some friends again. I've got some teammates again. It's amazing how helpful sports and camaraderie and teammates are.
1: Just so you guys know, you're doing a great job because (laughs) when my dad got married and he, his wife had two kids, it did not go well at all.
0: It's still not going Uh,
1: well. (laughs) well, Considering that they're divorced, yes. (laughs) Because I have never been sat separately at a dinner table and been told, go sit at the island. The family is sitting at the dinner table. Uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. I I swear to God, that happened on Thanksgiving. On
2: Thanksgiving. Out of all
1: all the days to be set at the island, you gonna go on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Also, not the only time. Whenever we would go out to restaurants, because we were then a family or quote unquote family of what, two, three, four, five, six, they would then sit me and Mitchell at our own table, my brother, and my dad would occasionally come by and sit with us. Wow. He would bounce between the two tables because it was so hard to ask for a table for six. I don't really? know, <laughs> right? Because are six. Right? <laughs> what, what, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, you're like I don't understand. We've gone to restaurants <laughs> and they've given us a table for six. Um, <laughs> If you could
3: have a whole birthday gig yeah. at a at a at a restaurant, that's true. Sit a family of
2: six. six.
1: Yeah. They sat us separately on multiple occasions. That sounds yeah.
2: intentional. Mm-hmm. Oh, f-
1: oh, it was very that intentional. Sounds intentional
2: very uh, it
3: was.
1: the woman was a bitch and it was and it was her yeah. and then my d- it got so bad that like we wouldn't even go to her house anymore even though that's where my dad was living like wow. it would be like okay let's go to dinner and a movie and i'll drop you guys off back at home See? because it was so bad for us wow, wow. that's yeah. where i feel like they
2: together? no oh.
1: <laughs> they divorced after like five
3: years
0: oh, okay yeah. now he's married so, again.
1: <laughs> she's nice oh
3: okay. okay i was about to say is she yeah. is she sitting into the island too
1: <laughs> she's nice she doesn't have any kids so it works oh, out my. i thought you about to say she doesn't have an island <laughs> <laughs> that too no they actually do have an island but
0: whatever oh you don't have no any you, guys are, you guys are you guys are definitely doing a great job because obviously i don't i don't have firsthand experience with it but i've seen the residual effects on in my husband because my husband comes from a divorce slash losing his mom and his dad got remarried and she's I'm not going to use words. Um, it's bad. And the worst thing about it is, and Danny and I have talked about this cause she's struggling with the same thing right now, not going to sports. Kyle lost his mom when he was young and then his dad never went to anything. Like he went to state for gymnastics was a high level gymnast. Dad never went ever. Wow. I, I don't understand. I don't understand.
2: I live that. I live that. My dad didn't go to. He proclaimed he was there. He wasn't there. But. Uh, Me too. <laughs> he, he wasn't there. Uh, my grandfather, though, he was in the at everything. Him and my Aww. mom. What, he was at everything. Like, my grandfather was like, that was my
1: Grandparents guy. are the best. Yay yeah,
2: for grandpa.
3: But so, okay, right. well, My dad, for whatever
2: reason, <laughs> When it came to parent conferences, anything to do with school, he'd show up. Cause he just wanted to know what I was doing in mm-hmm. class. But when it came to accolades, you know, of academics, when I got national arts society who's who all these, he didn't show up. But at parent conference, he he shut everything down. Yeah, he shut everything down to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything down to go to those. I actually
1: have a funny story about parent teacher conferences. I was like younger in high school and I was hurt. I was like, mom, why don't you ever go to my parent teacher conferences? You always go to my older brothers. You Mm. never go to mine. Like, I don't understand. Do you not basically like, do you not love me the same? Mm. And she's like, listen, they're all going to tell me the same thing. You talk too much, you do your work and you do a good job. I have to go to your brothers because he's almost failing gym." (laughs) And then I was like fair (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay
2: (laughs) yeah but I gotta give my dad his credit the last game my senior it was my senior year my senior game he he went balls out I mean he called radio stations to tell them Uh about what it was and to show up and all this other stuff so I gotta give him just I I give him that because in the games before that he was a no-show but I almost um,
0: wonder if it's slight guilt for not going.
2: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He heard about it afterwards. When we were adults. All three. It was, I got two older brothers and we all, we all let them have it. Like <laughs> you didn't go. <laughs> Good like, for you guys. You yeah. You didn't show up. And he was like, no, I got VHS tapes of my older brother. And my brother was like, well, let me see him. Cause I didn't, let me see where you were sitting. Cause I know for a fact, when I look back on the court, you was never there. And yeah, you weren't was a there. basketball star. Nice yeah. mm-hmm. you were there you know so and my little brother he went to more of my little brother's games and he went to any of me and my older brother's games
1: my dad too yeah. real rude
3: yeah, yeah. I don't my know mom, what it is about uh, the
1: youngest
3: I, I I don't know like I'm gonna try to give my mom some credit here so when I was younger so my mom had is five of us on my mom including myself so she did them like 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 three me and my two older brothers we were closer in age and then there was like some time that passed and then she you know popped out another two. and so
1: (laughs) so that's
3: a a little jealousy right right (laughs) I was supposed (laughs) to be the only girl and then two more came no but um so she with the older with me and my older two brothers she was just in a different time in her life. So she was like trying to build up who she was and get her career off the ground. And, you know, so she was working like, through two and three jobs at a time so although like it bothered me that my mom never showed up at any of my events I at least understood why and knew she was working hard for us yeah but I mean by the time my younger sisters came especially my youngest sister oh she was at all of these things all of her volleyball games all of her volleyball tournaments she could get in like she could be a participant of I wanted to be a cheerleader in high school and I couldn't but my sister was able to be on these like select teams <laughs> and traveling and I'm like how but nevertheless I mean I think it was just it was a different time of my mom's life so she was more available yeah. she had the funds to be able to do those things and yeah. so you know to each her own for their reasonings some of it could be guilt like you said Rietta yeah. and some could be like hey I'm just in a better position in my life at this time yep, my pretty-
1: mother-in-law was kind of like that between her first daughter and then my my husband and her son, it's like there were totally different yeah. like yeah. upbringings and stuff. Yeah. Because they were it's like being pregnant at 16 versus being pregnant when you're 30. Yeah. It's yeah. like two totally different worlds. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, like
3: on my dad's side, my biological dad, you know, he I didn't have a, a, a relationship with him growing up. So he of course was never in attendance to any of my things. However, my mom eventually did remarry and she married my one of my my youngest sister's dad. And he became such a huge part of my life. He like, even though my mom and my dad still aren't married to this day, as you can see, I still call him my dad. I love him Mm -hmm. to pieces. And when I got into my relationship with Q and going through this having a blended family, I realized like, oh, you know what? I never knew all this time. My dad was teaching me how to be an amazing step parent. And I know because he loved me like even though I was not his own biological child he loved me as as such and um he's he taught me in his own actions how I can love a child that I didn't birth myself and still be there for them and support them and love them and nurture them and so I remember calling him one day and being like dad thank you like you didn't know this but you were teaching me and how to be an amazing step parent and nobody really realized how much of how how difficult and how challenging it can be oh um, yeah until you get into it and so mm. i had to give my dad his props where they definitely were due because he really and he stepped up and took on five children not just yeah. you know so, so four, not including my little
0: yeah. yeah so so how did you and q meet we got to get to the good stuff
1: <laughs> um
0: probably should have started off with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) not gonna lie probably should have started with that that's all right we're here now there
2: you go okay so man i really don't (laughs)
1: farmersonly.com right So,
2: so here's how it really happened so so my boys they one of them were on this app and we're scrolling through it and they were just showing me like all the all the chicks that be on there and, all the baddies yeah, yeah. and so I was, <laughs> they was like man yeah you gotta you gotta get on there you gotta try it so i was like all right bro I'll, I'll do it and so i'm on there and they're asking me for six pictures and i'm like hell no i'm not doing this i'm not giving you six pictures <laughs> Just so I can, no, forget it. I'm done with it. So, you
1: should do like the dad photos too, where it's like up here, like <laughs> from the nose yeah. up, you know, from the chin. up. It yeah. was yeah. really yeah. great anger. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: those was really right.
1: classic dad photos.
2: Because you can't, I figured out all the profile stuff. I did all that stuff. And then when it got to the photos, I put one up there and they was like, you can't move until we need five more. So, I was like, forget it. I'm not going to do it. So, that was oh. like in. Wow. In like June or something, May or June. So I i forget it. I'm not doing that. And so months passed by, and it was around August. It was the beginning of August or whatever. And so they talked about it again because somebody that we went to church, which was on there, and we was, I was like, really, watching she on there? Boom, boom. And then so I said, okay, let me try this one more time. And then so I went. I was like, bro, did y'all put six pictures on there? Like, which y'all put? And they was like, yeah, hey, you got to put the six. I was like, bro. I don't want to do this. So I ended up doing it, but I only put two pictures of my, I put one picture three. of my, no, three. No, I only put one and I had screenshots. I love how Danny's like, no. Up.
3: I guarantee you, I would not have swiped. <laughs> yeah. I would have not swiped so, with just one photo. Yeah.
2: So, so I did one, yeah, I did, I did one picture and then the rest were like screenshots of places that I liked and other stuff. And then, so this one girl hit me up and then she was like, you need more photos. I can't just go off this one. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So then I put the other photos on there and then continue to scroll, continue to scroll. And I, and so then I was just like, you know what, God, I really ain't feeling this. So but what then, app?
3: You didn't tell them what
2: app. Can I can I say the story to, and then I can present the app? <laughs> and you what the rest of it. So eventually I, I just praised the guy and I said, God, you know what? Whatever happens on this, I just want—I just want a woman that can agree, that can give me the answer to this one question. They can answer it the right way. Amen. You know what I mean? So I asked that question.
1: What's the question? I you can't him, just leave us hanging. Right? He keeps
2: trying
3: to leave all the information at the end. <laughs> I'm <gonna do> <laughs> so, this so is a
2: bad novel. God, <laughs> <laughs> the question I asked God was: When I asked the woman, "How can I?" For her, I want it. I don't want it to be health and strength, wealth and all this. I want it to be for real. Like, how can I pray for you? What's, how can I literally pray for you? And so, and I only asked it to one person in her. the whole app, and it was her. And she, oh, and, and she answered. I sent her the message at 4:39 a.m. in the morning, nice. and because I was already up in my meditation time, getting ready for work, and so I just shot it to her. And the, the app that we, we met on was, it's called hinge. And so I shot her that message. She ended up, she, she didn't respond right away. I sure didn't. It, it was a while. <laughs> like, well, guess That's not going to happen. I mean, we, I was scrolling back and forth. And, and so I was like, well, if she don't respond, then I'm just going to end the app. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what time was it. it. was in the evening. Okay, no, it wasn't. Tell your story. Okay,
3: pause. All right, so let me let me help you. Y'all let me help are killing this novel me, real quick. That's really <laughs> bad novel, yeah. Okay, so so I so Hinge, like you said, was the app, and at this point, I had tried several several apps before, and at this point, I was like, you know what, I'm over it. Do I have time to deal with the dude? No, I probably don't. So like, I'm about to just quit the app, and I was so close. I was like this close to just. Getting rid of the app altogether, and something like told me just hang on to the app a little while longer. And I was against it. It was like a little voice. It was like just like, just it. a little bit longer, like just a little bit longer. So. One day I happened to go into the app. I got a little notification, and I'm kind of like OCD on certain things. So, like you know, with the phone, you get a notification, you got the little red thing that says one. And, you,
1: and it and it annoys you. It annoys so the crap
3: you out of to me. Yes, so have yeah,
1: Exactly. I
3: got so that. I, I clicked on it because I was like, I just need to get rid of it. I didn't know who sent me what, but I just need to get rid of it. So I go I go to the app and I see his face, and so I was like, I didn't send oh. her a message. So. He didn't. So ironically, with this particular app, it can match you with what they consider your most compatible partner partner and so they had they had said that he was my compatible partner you did, he did, he, did find, he did find interest in me he gonna lie and say he didn't but he did. did
2: but I didn't send you no message it sent you a message
3: it doesn't matter he swiped <laughs> he swiped approving me and so it, it notified me and it also said that we were compatible so I was like okay well he's cute and I was going through the pictures and I saw three photos of him and he did have some other memes and so I was like okay I'm filling the photos they looked a little old but I was like I'm filling the photos
2: these the memes the first one was the most recent one that, I was just
3: <laughs> my yeah yes. I know that was the only one that was that was current that is true. and so anyway so I'm like okay let me just look into it and see so I, I swiped and I was like, okay so I, I went ahead and I accepted him he sent me a, me- he did send me a message eventually and I, we kind of talked and it was just so delayed. Like mm. I could tell he wasn't putting in a whole bunch of effort. I wasn't putting in a whole bunch of effort. We were like lazily dating, you know? And so <laughs> anyways, we like casually talking, you know? And so At some point he, I was like done. I I was, I had already made it up in mind. I'm not going to move forward. Even though I saw him and I found interest in him, I'm like, I just really probably don't have the time. And so I was, again, I went back to my app and at this point he already sent me that message. And I saw it like four hours later, it was like eight in the morning. And by the time I saw it and it actually stopped me right in my tracks. And I was like, wow, because mind this, I'm already on the dating apps. And believe me, the questions that I'm not receiving is how can I pray for you on these apps? I'm getting D-picks, I'm getting everything that I don't want and everything I'm not interested in. And so whenever I saw that message, I was like, okay, this man is different. And this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody who's looking for, for something real, not somebody who's just trying to get me in the bed. So, just the simple fact that he asked that, and he was along along the lines of like my faith and what I'm, what I find important. I wanted that to be important for my partner too, and that opened mm-hmm. attention to him. And so
1: now, so, now the real question is, what did you respond with? <laughs>
3: I just, I honestly responded with what I was really wanting for not only my life. So I talked about my, you know, career goals. I I talked about some of the things that I wanted for my children, how I wanted them to grow and be, you know, kingdom men, and I wanted them to be leaders. And, you know, I just, I talked about just what i'm aspiring for and some of my my insecurities too some of my shortcomings my weaknesses like i just poured it all out there and i had said to them this time around i'm gonna be transparent with what you know this time around because last time i'm just trying to be cute you know i just (laughs) i want some i want a long time you know relationship i want something that was some good foundation and i felt like it was a great start
2: it was two paragraphs full of yeah. prayers and so yeah it Aww. took time to get through all yeah, of, just being I, like wealth yeah I would like to be wealthy and, okay. that, exactly. and that's what keyed me in i was like I was like god quit playing Stop <laughs> i don't believe you. i don't believe you and you know it was just like you asked this is what you asked for and i gave it to you so i i went forth with it you yeah know?
3: and eventually we we kept talking for maybe about two or three weeks um, through the app and then we eventually went to i i mean to texting like exchanging each other's number i realized he had a freaking android so i had I'm to convert him to iphone <laughs> the right
1: place <laughs> oh god yeah yeah, yeah i had coming. to convert him to the green, blue green messages bubbles. yes the green, i hate blue, green blue,
3: bubbles yeah, no. come on so i had to convert him real quick and finally did and then we ended up going to um a restaurant That night, and we stayed there until maybe like midnight or something, and then we went back to the same place a couple of times, and then we ended up going to this other place called Twisty Oaks, and we stayed out there until like five o'clock in the morning, like just talking. And my mom called me because she was new, she knew I was on a date. She was like, where are you? She tracked me and everything. Does she like screenshotted it and everything since you were dead? Like, it looks like you're in the parking lot. Are you really there? Like it's fine. Are you morning. okay? Are you okay? okay. Are you breathing? Are you alive? Do I need to come for you? Like she was sending oh, mom. me text messages. Yeah. Mom was not playing, but, um, but yeah, yeah, we, that was like an amazing night. We still talk about that night to this yeah. day. And every now and then we go back to that restaurant too. And just, yeah. it,
2: um, um it, I mean, it capped off a lot because moving forward every day, it was, we, we were, we didn't end the day to three or four o'clock in the yeah. morning. I got to be at work at 545. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> and I still got to drive. I'm driving from one city to another city, which is 45 minutes away, but I'm in her city. So and her city was 30 minutes away from my city. And so I drive all so she she she's going home. She's taking a 10 minute ride home. I'm a two-minute ride. Yeah, maybe two minutes. (laughs) I'm taking a whole 30-minute ride home. I get home, shower, lay in the bed, call her. We FaceTime, we go to sleep together. I wake back up. She's still asleep. I'm getting myself together. Ride all the way to my job with her still on the phone. And then finally in the call all it was, right. it was they're calling. gonna be like oh hey y'all are way too much that was just high school <laughs>
3: high school puppy Tell
2: love it.
0: no i love it
3: well, that's,
0: you're yeah. talking to a romance <laughs> writer you know i love the things
3: <laughs> that's true that's true yeah. that well you and q get yeah. along well because q is that that's him he's like the hopeless romantic he's the one that comes with all these Yay, ideas I love it, q. and i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like babe really that uh, it's so him. He keeps me like into those things.
2: Gotta be man. When you're planning stuff, when if you're always planning for something, you don't have time to, you don't have time to argue. You don't have time to do all the other stuff when you're always planning.
0: That's true.
2: I try. I try. Well,
0: and since you've already touched base on your faith, um, how has your faith played a part in in all of this?
2: Oh, it's number one. Like we we, we wouldn't be together if the faith wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if you wouldn't have asked that question. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If I wouldn't ask that question, definitely. And then even I talked to my mentor about it and he was just like, why would you question God? And he gave you what you asked for. Like he he went in on me. We went to breakfast and he just, why would you question it? Why would you question him? You know? And I was just like, well, bro, I didn't listen. You know, it just happened and I wasn't expecting it to happen. And he was like, but that's how God works. He he works in the unexpected. And so I was like, you're right. My bad.
3: So one thing I will say for me, one thing that helps me as far as my faith is knowing that God brought him to me. And when times get rough, cause they do, you know, mm-hmm. even though we can joke around and we can laugh, and we can have fun times do really get rough between, um, him and I from time to time, like with any relationship
0: Yeah, of and, course.
3: um, just relying on faith. Yeah. Relying on our faith, relying and knowing that like God brought you into my life and he brought you for a reason. And even though this Trial is difficult and it's hard, but we're going to fight through it because we know there's a greater purpose. Right. And so um, it just kind of keeps us grounded and it keeps us keeping our eyes on the prize and not letting just the incidences that happen that are up close and feel personal and are attacking us for whatever reason. Like we're not allowing that to get the best of us so much so to where we're separating the moving forward and then plus knowing just how that's how that affects our kids too and yeah yeah,
2: oh, yeah. it's the faith that's kept us together absolutely right? it's literally the faith that's kept us together because we can tell when we're out of alignment mm-hmm. uh with god we can we can tell because the struggle is real real and and we're, we're battling each other when it's literally the enemy trying to separate us because he knows that there's a greater good coming from what we got going on. And so if he can take the man out of the house, then then therefore that leads that leads to other things that, that can sabotage her boys, that can sabotage my kids. And so we just try to do our best to understand when the enemy is really attacking us and when it's just us.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are giving me all the feels
1: sometimes.
3: for sure for sure Um, like it definitely it keeps us grounded it keeps us focused and it keeps us from having to just continue focusing on our ourselves individually and how we're affected individually and looking at the bigger picture
2: and every time we step out God has a way of bringing the right person at the right time to bring us right back on track. Mm-hmm. It was one point oh. when we, 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 were, we, we were gonna call it quits and it was her best friend that kept this thing together. Legitimately. Literally kept it, kept it together. It was one point mm-hmm. where we, well, we were literally, we were, we were done. We, 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 were about, we were about to call it quits, we were done with that thing. And her best friend and her husband, her, her husband now hit us up with this, it's called freedom and it's a it's a bible study it's a 12-week bible study and i kid you not have we not gone through freedom we wouldn't be talking to y'all probably right now like Aww. freedom kind of opened eyes a little bit and like i said her best friend is like that's man she, she they're awesome yeah that's awesome. They're, i was uh, i was awesome.
3: ready and when I called her and I was like oh I'm struggling I'm I'm mad I'm angry I was ready for my best friend I'd be like girl no leave <laughs> not. yeah and not. she jump on the bandwagon yeah. she was just like first and foremost was gonna pray about it da, da, da. and so we did we started the conversation in prayer and she just talked to me and shared some really great wisdom at the end of it all she was like girl I don't know what I was telling you that was all God like just feeding it all through me and it was everything Aww. I needed to hear in the moment and it definitely yeah. healed heal our relationship and help change my mind so that way I could you know refocus so. yeah because yeah. you guys are coming
2: back from freedom, realizing, <laughs> realizing yeah. my wrong in the, in the situation and being able to it was a long ride anyway it was an hour and 15 minute ride back home so it was just like me being able to think about what what transpired, what my wrong was, and being able to talk back to her and let her and know, like, "Hey, my bad." Well, yeah. You know,
0: so. There's another awesome program that's very faith-based. You, you guys might have even heard of it. It's called Love Dare, and it's like a journal that you Book. do together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's from Fireproof. Yep. yep. Yeah. The movie.
0: Yep. It's awesome.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, I love that. And we kind of we you know what we did? We, we figured out each other's love language, so and so
0: that's and once
2: I think once we figured that out I think we've we've really keen in on each other's love language and kind of from there with that
1: yeah and actually when I was oh I'm sorry
3: no no it's okay go ahead
1: I was gonna say when uh I was getting married actually the pastor that married us gave the love languages book to me and my husband to read to talk about and learn our love language which I I we loved the book it was great It is helpful
3: for sure. Very helpful to understand each other's love languages. And, um, I guess also just knowing that even though, you know, each other's love language and you expressing that remembering that your partner can also change as they evolve and they transition and their love language can change right along with them. And you just always being willing to pivot to them Mm -hmm. and then just us being together we're like it's almost like iron sharpens iron, you know, and, and even though sometimes it doesn't always feel good, I like to compare it to, you know, plants getting pruned, you know, you're taking some leaves off, you're cutting it off and it may not feel good, but at the end of the day you look beautiful. And so um I kind of look at that when it comes to our relationship too, like iron sharpens iron and even though it might hurt while we're sharpening each other and making each other beautiful. But you know, at the end of the day, it's gonna, it's all gonna be worth it. It's just going through the trials of getting there.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we've learned how to. I think we we're still learning, um, but I yeah. progress. It was a. She she coined this phrase, and I love it, and I use it. It's it's a uh, progression over. What is it?
3: Progression, not perfection. Yeah,
2: progression mm-hmm. over perfection. Whatever. Because you're
3: never gonna
1: reach perfection.
2: Let's Pro- be correct. No. Correct. But we've learned how to. We struggle with safe conversation in the beginning. We we struggle hard, and I think now we have we have gotten to a place where safe convers where we can have safe conversations now better than we did way back then. And so we we, and we and we hold each other accountable. So if I'm falling off, she she's right there to put me back on, pick you up. And when she's falling off. I, I'm doing the same, but we're able to re- be receptive to the feedback that we're receiving when we're being held accountable.
3: And our kids mm-hmm. sometimes, you oh, know, they they hold us accountable too, you know, because they know what it's like when Q and I mm-hmm. are good because we like laugh all the time, we joke all the time. It's just nothing mm-hmm. but fun times. And so when it's not, especially CJ, Arnold, they know. Like, mm, can y'all get it together? <laughs> can you uh, smile? Can y'all yeah. talk? Like, fix he, it. yeah,
2: yeah. He's he's he, he oh wow. Privately, and we're just like. So she's mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, you guys have better kids than what yeah. I was. I was more of like the fan, the flames. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, he's such a douche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was not like, oh, so you guys are fighting?" I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's so mean. I hate
2: him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would literally. So just be thankful you have
1: good kids. He literally be
2: like, so she's mad. And I'm like, yeah, she's just going through some stuff. You're going to fix it. And I'm like, we we, we working through it, yeah, but are you gonna fix it? And I'm like, I got it. I got it. And so, I mean, oh, i love he's it, gonna though. fix it
1: for you. Right, right.
2: <laughs> I, I love it though, because he, you know, for him to be able to t- even have that type of conversation with me, lets me know how comfortable he is with just coming to me and talking to me. About it. so, yeah. so it's all good. So we love him. I, I love him for that, for sure.
1: All right. So one last fun question: If there's anything that you could have in the world, what would you choose to have?
3: I'm not good at picking when I have multiple things to pick from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I at all. Well, fine. fine. <laughs> what would you guys both want? One thing that you would both want. That's not on like you know. I don't know. Come on. A I'm house, sure you have a good answer. A,
2: a, a house with a, with a with a with a deed. With a deed.
1: Ooh. Owning your own home and owning the yeah. deed to the home. That is. Yeah.
2: No, no mortgage. That's
1: a big, yeah. I was going to say, that's a big expense as a mortgage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. That's why and I, and it's I know like, Danny be hair. telling me you,
0: look- you guys need a bigger house. So. We need a bigger house. We are yeah, like me all too. on each other. So yeah.
3: like you took it right out of my mouth, Key. Like definitely, yeah. even though it seems so practical, especially when you can have anything in the world. But at this time, yeah, I want a house a bigger But house. you
1: want one of those like
3: Instagram like beautiful houses, Absolutely. you
1: know, right?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> I want every soft closed door mm. and cabinet. I want every like top of the line, floor to ceiling windows. I want it all. Is Hot there gonna tub, be a football field? All. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs>
2: Football right, so that, basketball
1: in, in court, ground pool. In ground pool. <laughs> in I'm one coming one over. You're in Texas.
2: Yeah, I'll take that with a couple you're, of horses and you're
1: in Texas. Me. You definitely need an in ground
0: pool. Oh that, yeah, yeah, and you need horses too in Texas. I'm coming over. Right.
1: Yeah, you're, you're more than welcome. We'll have plenty of room. <laughs> I'm oh. going to do a Yellowstone or whatever that that TV show.
2: <laughs> need, yeah, we could just find something. That would, that would be great.
1: The housing market is absolutely trash it's right ridiculous. now. Ridiculous. So, yeah. I feel you. The houses. And I have a beautiful home, and I'm like, can I please get another home?
0: Because <laughs> yeah.
1: we remodeled our home, but we bought a starter home. I don't even have two bathrooms, I have a bath, oh. and we now have a baby. So I'm never like, I'm ready again. for another
0: never yeah. again will we never only have one again bathroom ever yep. no Mm-mm. yeah oh no. yeah that can't work Mm-mm. we lived yeah. for so even though my seven kitchen- years with one bathroom never again oh that's brave y'all are brave I didn't have
2: a leave. choice <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. like one bathroom I could not I imagine an
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> and I have a beautiful kitchen and a beautiful bath we remodeled this house from top to bottom and I'm still like e- yeah because I have like the closet space of like nothing yeah my closets are insane I have to like it's like putting Tetris in my closets because that's how tightly I have to pack everything and there's only three of us oh
3: my gosh yeah you totally have to get extremely creative when your place is small and you have oh yeah people in it like we have a three-bed two-bath it's very similar. Like it's a it was kind of starter home. It was great for a small amount of people. We remodeled last year. We have an amazing bathroom with a walk-in shower. We got like it's not nice. It's it's definitely a whole lot different from when it was when we first bought it eight years ago. But I mean it's time for a new one we need yep. space we need half bath bathroom because even though we have two we constantly have children knock 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 can we use your bathroom somebody's in ours and it's like
1: you're like you're killing you me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying you know, to take a bath
3: right wait please <laughs> well and you know like
1: that guy thing where they take forever to go to the bathroom I'm like Tom you can't be in there forever
0: I have to go to the
1: bathroom get out Yes. It's the worst. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, we're putting mm-hmm. the juju out there so that you guys are gonna get a new, awesome, bigger house.
2: Yeah, we, we yes. It comes to
3: pray for us, manifest yeah. for
1: us, do it all. Yeah. Yes, all I'm doing names. it for me too. <laughs> yes,
2: right, thank we'll you. We'll
3: it. do the same. We'll
2: <laughs> to the house when it happens
1: for sure. For sure. All right. Well, this is how to deal when shit gets real, guys. We will see you next week. And thank you, Danny and Q, for coming in. Awesome. And don't forget to rate and review us, everybody. And we'll see y'all next episode. All right.